Hello, my wonderful friend. Welcome to Fate FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion, and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nikrita, your host, and I'm very happy to be with you. Thank you for tuning in. That was a wonderful song just a bit earlier. Oh, how I love Jesus. And we love Jesus here. Is that not right, Tracy? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'd like to introduce our co-host today, which is Tracy Papandreou. It's always good to have you with us on Fridays. And uh, thank you so much for uh, all your uh, efforts, you know, to come here and to present a study relevant to the topics which we have for the whole week. Well, Nick, uh, you know, I'm so happy about what God has done for my life. And so, you know, I'm, I'm enthused to, to share that with other people. So uh, I hope the listeners um, find it worthwhile what we share. And uh, the reason I mentioned that song is because, uh, you know, in everyday life with all the busyness, with everything going on, sometimes it's, you know, uh, very easy to just uh, um, leave God aside, you know, just very busy, move on, move on. But we need to develop a relationship with God to be able to cope with everyday life and all the things going on. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons we are producing and broadcasting this sort of programs. Now, there may be listeners there who will ask themselves, who are these people who are are (laughs) broadcasting here and uh, um, who are they? I I like from the beginning, Tracy, today I like to... um, Give a bit of information about uh, our background, you know. Mm. Uh, this is a broadcast supported by the Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Australia. And I would like to give away today a wonderful book talking about uh, uh, us. Would you like to share uh, with our listeners a little bit of the book which we will uh, will give as a free gift today sure, for those sure. people who will call us. And I will give the number just in a moment. But what would you share about that book? Yeah, so um, it's actually a book that I read when I was um, considering uh, converting to the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I've, I've shared with, with listeners before that I was originally a Catholic and, and, you know, on my spiritual journey as I learned things and learned what the Bible said, um, you know, I, I, I felt drawn to to the church. Um, but it's always good when you're wanting to understand more about uh, denomination to go to the source mm-hmm. and get the information that's produced by the source um, because sometimes there's information on the internet, etc., that says things about certain denominations that are, that are absolutely not true. So, you know, if people are wondering, curious, wanting to know a little bit more um, about what the Seven Day Adventist denomination believes, this this church, this uh, book. Uh, 
spells that out pretty clearly and uh, and easily. So um, so yeah, the book is called The Seventh Day Adventist Church in Australia: What We Believe. Um, so yeah, if you're interested, listeners, to um, to want to get a hold of that book and understand a little bit more, we share what our beliefs are. But you know, this goes into a lot of details. So all you need to do is to text the code, and just the code today is SA12. And the number that you need to text to is 0488-880-811. So just uh, send that code into us and we'll be very happy to get that book out to you. And that stands for South Australia SA number 12. Uh, the phone number is 0488-880-811. Yes, Tracy, it's uh, good. I believe it's important to share with one another and via waves we are here to learn a bit more about uh, God, the creator of the universe and uh, the creator of all things and he sustain all things. Now people who don't believe in God may have different uh, opinion but as we believe in God I believe we need to also follow the teachings of Jesus, the teachings of God. Not just to say, I believe. You know, we need to follow. And that's why we are entitling this program, you know, big Q&A, uh, because we love people to ask us questions, to be part of our program. And I would love to uh, ask our listener right now, If you want to be part of this program, you can send a, a question, you can send a statement, or whatever you feel, uh, something to be part of this program and enrich this program. Uh, and again, you can do that on the same number, which is 0488-880-811. It's my pleasure to welcome David Alima from Family Voice Australia with us again today. David, good to be with us here in person. Yes, it's lovely to be broadcasting with you, Nick. David, uh, for the last period of time, at least for the last month, we approached some uh, very serious topics. Yes. And today is not different. Uh, we are going to talk about um, what the Bible say about loving our enemies. Yes. What's your opinion on this, uh, David? Yes, well, in preparation for today, I just looked up a few scriptures, and I'd love to read a couple of them to the listeners. One is from Proverbs, the 25th chapter. If your enemy is hungry, give him food to eat. If he is thirsty, give him water to drink. For in doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head, and the Lord will reward you. Remarkable passage there. Mm. God rewards those who give food to their hungry enemies and water to their hungry enemies. Now, while it says here that this will put burning coals on their head, this is not an act of revenge because it's about reconciliation, not retribution. It's about restoration rather than paying back. Mm -hmm. So I think these coals of fire on their head are really coals of conviction. Right. And there's another scripture that comes to mind, and this is where David was going along, and uh, this is... Uh, Fascinating scripture from Second Samuel chapter 16. A man from the same clan as Saul's family came out from there. His name was Shimei, something like that. Now he starts pelting David and 
all the king's officials with stones. This is not what you do to the king normally. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Even though all the troops and the special guard were there at David's right and left, we read. He's cursing David and he's pelting him with stones. As he cursed, Shimei said, Get out of here, you murderer, you scoundrel. The Lord has repaid you for all the blood you shed in the household of Saul. And then one of the servants of King David says, Why should this dead dog curse my lord the king? Or let me go over and cut off his head. But the king said, What does this have to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah? If he is cursing because the Lord said to him, Curse David, who can ask why do you do this? So David is is loving his enemy here. He's not taking retribution. He could easily have that fellow's head, but he lets him pronounce his curses and throw stones at him because he's deferring to the possibility that God himself is behind the rebuke. So we need to be careful here, Nick, because we sometimes think that we're in the right, mm-hmm. and that our en- enemy is in the wrong, and therefore we shouldn't we, we shouldn't love them. But here we're loving an enemy and it may be the enemy who is in the right. And there's one more scripture I'd like to read, which comes from the words of Jesus. It's in Matthew's Gospel, and it's in chapter 5. Jesus says there, You have heard it said, love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. He causes the sun to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. If you love those who love you, what reward will you get? (laughs) Are not even the tax collectors doing that? And if you greet only your own people, what are you doing more than others? Do not even pagans do that? Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Mm. So Jesus says here, love your enemies. That's because that's not what we want to do. We want to curse our enemies and Mm. have retribution on them. Uh, and steal their property and their wife and everything else. But Jesus is saying that we should love them, that you may be children of your Father in heaven. This doesn't make us right with God, but it proceeds from our status as those who are in Christ. Mm. Nick, because we're in Christ, we are being prompted by his Holy Spirit to love even those who hate and persecute. Yeah, that's right, David. And uh, looking back uh, to the... um uh, that story with the Shimei, uh, mm-hmm. I will call it. Um, now he was a relative of uh, Saul's so, uh, yeah. household, yeah. and um, Joab and the generals which were with David, they were relatives of David. Mm. And uh, you can easily see here that sides can be you can take taken. Sides, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can take sides here. Yeah. Yeah. But David, who had a relationship with God, mm. who understood uh, that. God may put that man to curse mm. him and to mm. shout after him. And if if God is doing that, who I am exactly. to stand against God? I think David show here tremendous, tremendous understanding yes. of uh, conflict. Yes. Because uh, that's why we have so much trouble, uh, David, in this world today, because we are so ready to react. Yes. And to see our rights mm. and to mm. defend our rights. Yes. And uh, so much trouble uh, happens because of that. But let me ask you another question, yes. if I can, David. Mm. Why should we love our enemies? Because, mm. yeah, okay, the Bible says that. And yeah. you read uh, what the Jesus said mm. and um, looking at these stories. But from a, just from a human mm. uh, point of view, mm. you know, let, why should we love our enemies? Yeah. Well, if we keep record of wrong and if we all start fighting each other, we'll destroy each other. Mm-hmm. 
So that's the first point. The second one is that God has loved us in our sin. While we were yet sinners, the scripture says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he loves those who are unlovely. He loves those who are persecuting him. And God loves the world that he sent Jesus. Now, we were were not in a right state. We were in a sinful state when he sent the Lord Jesus. So none of us have got a leg to stand on, if I can use that phrase. Mm. We, We have no case against anyone because we are no better. We're all in that category of sinners in need of salvation. So because I'm needing salvation, then when I receive it, I'm so thankful that God has forgiven me that that love then overflows to others. I can forgive them. I can overlook the insult. I can love those who hate or persecute. Are you saying here that if we practice to love our enemies, to forgive them, then we'll understand better in which position are we in regard to our relationship with God? Correct. Yes. Okay. It, it that's, will help. Yeah. Mm, that's very important because then uh, by doing that, actually you do a favor to yourself. Exactly. You're yes. building up to your own uh, uh, character and relationship with God. That's very good. Another question quickly, if I can. Can you give an example mm. of people loving their enemies? Yes. Yes. Well, I think Abraham Lincoln uh, really comes to mind because he was such a magnanimous fellow, so large of heart. And when he first became president, someone wrote him and said, oh, Mr. President, you've now got the power to destroy your enemies. And he replied simply, do I not destroy my enemies when I make them my friends? What a wonderful Mm. example of magnanimity, largeness of heart. So he really understood that principle But above all, of course, we have the example of Jesus, because when he was being nailed on the cross, what did he do? He didn't yell and scream. He didn't curse. He didn't threaten. He prayed to God for the forgiveness of those who were nailing him. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. That's not normally what those Mm. Roman soldiers encountered. And that's uh, that's so true, David. And uh, that's what I ask uh, if we can give an example, which is, let's say, relevant for us in, in the life we live here today because many people will say, oh yeah, that was in the Bible, you know, mm-hmm. talking about, uh, you know, people like Job, like David, mm-hmm. like, uh, and Jesus ultimately, you know, but there are people today who express and who practice yes. uh, that sort of... Um, it's the calling of every Christian. Call, yeah. It's the calling of every Christian to love our enemies and uh, we do so on the basis that God has firstly loved us when we deserved only his condemnation. So thanks be to God for salvation in Christ. Thank you for sharing with us uh, today, um, David. And as you travel around, you know, uh, through Family Voice Australia and sharing, I hope that you didn't come across too many uh, enemies, but if you do, uh, practice then the forgiveness and love. God bless you. Thank you. Want to hear more of your favorite presenters? Download the free Faith FM app for Apple and Android and stream hundreds of podcasts whenever you like. And this is Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita and our co-host is Tracy Papandreou. Tracy is uh, our regular uh, co-host for um, uh, one day a week at least. And that's very good, Tracy, to be able to come with us. Uh, as uh, David just mentioned, uh, uh, that Jesus is teaching all of us to love each other. And uh, in the Bible, in John, if we look in chapter uh, 13, uh, verses 34 to 35, it says here, a new commandment I give to you, that you love one another. 
as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Now, many of us would know the scripture well, and so we try to be loving Christians. But it can become a bit difficult, Tracy. When, you know, to love somebody, you know, when somebody hurts mm. us, that mm. can be a little bit difficult. Now, what do you think? Is it realistic to expect uh, to be able to love enemies, my enemies? Yeah, it's a big question, isn't it? And, um, you know, we're really confronted in the Bible with some of the things that, that we are asked to do, and this, this is one of those things. You know, God is a loving God. He, Jesus, they're our example. You know, we see the amazing love that God showed when he sent his son Jesus to die for us. Mm. And, and as, you know, you mentioned in your interview with um, David earlier, there's some people who just think, well, that's, yeah, that's a Bible thing. You know, that that's that's Jesus, of course. You know, that's God, of course. You know, and they kind of see that as a very separate thing to, to us um, living today. But, you know, the counsel that we're given in the Bible, anything that God asks us to do is for our own good. Mm-hmm. So even loving our enemies, that we're asked to do that for our own good. So we almost need to have a paradigm shift. We almost need to, you know, flip it around and rather than think, hang on, I'm letting somebody off the hook, um, to be thinking about, well, this is something good that good for us. It's it's clear that we're asked to love everyone, and that even includes enemies or those who seek to do us wrong and and. Um, one of the scriptures that I'd like to bring out here, and I, I think actually uh, David might have quoted it as well, is in Matthew five forty three to 44. You've heard that it was said, you shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. Now, very easy to compartmentalize and put that aside mm-hmm. and say, you know, that that's that's you know, that's the high standard, that's Jesus. And it's true, it is a high standard, but we are called to those those standards. God gives us this instruction to forgive our enemies because he wants to help us. Mm. And this instruction, like all counsel in the Bible, we should take seriously and literally. And God would not ask us to do anything if it were not possible for us to do it. So, yes, because the Bible asks me to do it, I have to believe that it is entirely realistic to expect to be able to love our enemies. Mm, mm. That's very, very important. And uh, as we're talking about this uh, this subject uh, uh, today, uh, um, uh, Tracy, is it realistic to love our enemies, to love my enemies? If you have... Uh, a story or something to share. I'm, I'm asking our listener also. Please share with us. Uh, we may, may be able to pray together. We may be able to encourage you. Again, that phone number is zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. You can write a text to us, and we can see it live, and we can interact uh, with you. Um, Tracy, I'm thinking. You know uh, that maybe some out there who would say but you don't know what was done to me it's not just a little thing it is not 
humanly possible to forgive a person who did this to me, my child, let alone to love them. What would you say to that? I agree. Mm, mm. But how can you say on, on the one hand that it is entirely realistic to believe it is possible to love your enemies and on the other hand agree that it's not humanly possible? It seems like a little bit, you know, contradicting yourself here. What <laughs> would you like to say? Well, you know, I need to, to expand, don't I, to, to explain myself. Um, I just want to uh, bring out uh, um, something that we see in the Bible in Matthew nine twenty five to 26. This is where the young rich ruler comes to Jesus and he says to Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? And Jesus says, keep all the commandments. And he says, I've, I've kept this, I've kept that. And um, Jesus then says to him, well, then just sell all of your possessions, give it to the poor and follow me. And he walked away very sad. And uh, he used this as a teaching for the disciples. Jesus used this as a teaching. And uh, because he said, you know, for a rich man, it's a difficult thing for him to actually enter the kingdom of heaven. And, and in the day, you know, people who were rich, it was seen as, well, that's God blessing the person, you know. So, so it was kind of like, hang on, this is a, a brain snap for the, mm. for the disciples because I thought, hang on, this guy's being really blessed. How is it that, that he wouldn't enter heaven? And, and, and the, the scripture says, when his disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, who then can be saved? But Jesus looked at them and said to them, with men this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. So wow. I would just explain my uh, seeming contradiction by saying, yes, it's not humanly possible in many situations for some things that have been done to people for them to have brotherly forgive and have brotherly love towards their enemy. But with God, it is possible. All right. Um, so you are saying that uh, calling on uh, God's help is the only way that uh, will succeed in loving our enemies. Is Absolutely. That right? yeah. we're, we're, we're not made that way. Our mm. human nature is to avoid hurt, to fight back, defend ourselves. We want to talk, to talk and explain to others about how badly we've been done by, how terrible that person is. Mm. That's our natural nature, you know. And But as Christians, we're called to a new standard. As I said, there's many things in the Bible that appear to be confronting, appear to be difficult, that can only be managed through the Holy Spirit coming in and transforming us. Another one of those scriptures that... Um, gives us um, that information about, you know, we need to be called to a, a new standard is Matthew five forty six to 47. For if you love those who love you, what reward have mm. you? Do not even the tax collectors do the same? And if you greet your brethren only, what do you do more than others? Do not even the tax collectors do so? Therefore, you shall be perfect just as your Father in heaven is perfect. We've been called to perfection, mm. which is just not humanly possible. You know, so so there are many things that, that we can only accomplish and loving our enemies um, is, is just something that, that, that's not 
possible mm. to us. So I'd like to give a couple of uh, real-world examples. Oh, that would be really good. Yes, of people who have really demonstrated almost, you know, that supernatural love towards enemies. The, the first one I want to give, and actually, my my brother, it was just interesting timing. I was researching for 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 this program and had a conversation with my brother and we were talking about forgiveness and this actually came up in the conversation. I went away and researched it. So there was a, a there's a Tibetan monk called and I hope I pronounce it correctly, Palden Gyatso. And he was put in prison in nineteen fifty nine for resisting China's overthrow of Tibet's government. And he was a political prisoner held by the government there for 33 years. And during that time, he was beaten, shocked with electrical cattle prods, suspended from a ceiling above a burning fire, starved and forced into labour. Mm. He was eventually released in 1992 and he told his, his story to the media, etc. And when he was asked what he most feared during that time... He replied that his biggest fear was losing compassion for his torturers. Wow. You know, it's mm. pretty amazing, isn't it? You know, uh, it, it would be natural to just see these people as monsters. Yes. You know, and instead yes. he, he, he so much wanted to retain that ca- compassion for him that that was, was his real fear. And there's another example that I'd like to give. So uh, this is um, more recent. Um, so uh, there's a there's a guy, Pastor Anthony Thompson, and he's written a book called "Called to Forgive," okay. and that's what we are. We're called to forgive. We're called to have brotherly love. Um, and his story is that um, he lived in Charleston, mm-hmm. and in June 2015. Um, he was a, a pastor of the Emmanuel African Methodist Church there. And um, in the church, um, his wife and others were actually in a, in a prayer meeting that evening. And unfortunately, a young man who was fueled by racial hatred, uh, he deliberately set out on purpose to gun down these people. He killed nine people at wow. that prayer meeting, and uh, the pastor's wife was among those who was killed. And and what he did was he made a decision to forgive because and and his reasoning was he didn't want the murderer to have control over his life or his children's lives. So. Yes, we are commanded, but he could also see the logic in in um, making that decision to forgive. He said mm. that was very important, that mm. it was actually a decision he made. He said forgiving was a way of releasing him from the control of the murderer. If he, if he didn't forgive, that murderer would still have control over him and his family. So he, he just wanted to release and relinquish that ability that the murderer would have um, over him. And he, in fact, spoke up for the perpetrator at his bond hearing. Mm. So, you know, he didn't speak badly. He actually spoke good into that young man's life. So the perpetrator was jailed, as he should have been for his crime. Yes. But the pastor was able to speak goodness rather than anger into this young man's life. And those are two examples, real-life examples where we see that it is possible yeah. 
Yeah. But we need to draw on help for that. Yeah. While you're sharing this, uh, Tracy, and uh, this, I was not planning to say what I'm going to say next, mm. but I may just say it um, if somebody out there may be facing similar uh, things. Uh, some many years ago, uh, when I was much younger, in my uh, family, being, uh, you know, uh, not for many years uh, married, um, I had an experience uh, when a friend of mine interfered into my uh, marriage. Mm. And um, even though we tried, you know, to reconciliate, uh, I'm talking about my ex-wife, it was very hard to come back. And that was painful. Mm. That was painful in my life. But I remember, and I would like to say this. When you have a a situation when, you know, you come across enemies and you make enemies or some other people are enemies to you, uh, it's not so easy just to say, oh, don't worry about, don't worry about, I'll just forgive you, no problem. You know, you cannot say that. There will be a lots of pain. There will be a lots of anger. There will be a lots of, you know, you'll do things which you wouldn't dream that you'll do. Mm. And I know I look back to myself and I was, you know, not uh, maybe a very good Christian that, uh, back those days. But I chose to forgive. Mm. Mm. And you know what? It's exactly what you said. I'm not living in the past. I'm not living with that uh, thing which happened to me. And I saw the healing hand of God upon me and helping me to move on in life. And many years passed since then, and I have uh, a beautiful family, and I pray God for that, and uh, I thank God uh, for that. And I would like to say that if you encounter anything like this in life, trust in God. There is something amazing in the power of Jesus. It's not just words. They're not just words. That's what I was kind of, you know, moved to share a little bit of my personal story, which is not easy to share. Yes. There are many, many stories. In my life, I thought that I don't have enemies. You know, that's what I thought. Because, But I realized that I have enemies and I need to approach it in the right, in the right way. And there may be people out there who've got absolute horror stories mm. as well. You know, so we're not saying, you know, it's just like saying, oh, yes, I'll forgive. It, it's a process. And you need to invite God in and let him do his supernatural work in transforming you. And that's exactly the point which I like to make today here. Uh, it's not that we are taking easy all these things or assaults or whatever happened in, uh, in your life. We understand. And we are willing to pray with mm. you, to hear uh, from you. If you need help and support, don't hesitate uh, to connect with the Right people and ask for help and most of all to talk to God. Absolutely. I'm going to take a short break here, but just before uh, a beautiful song I, I, I line up here uh, for today, uh, love one another. Just before that, again, I would like to give you that number where you can write us a text message and share with us. It's zero four double eight double eight zero eight double one. Please stay with us. This is Faith FM. Drive Time BQ&A.
welcome back. This is Fate FM Drive Time BQ&A. And you are listening to Nick Kurita, your host, and our co-host uh, is Tracy Papandreou. Today we are talking about, is realistic to love my enemies? Just before the break, we share a little bit, uh, you know, even some examples how uh, people decided to love uh, enemies, to move on in life. And um, I could even myself share a little bit more, but... Uh, because time is limited uh, here, I would love to hear from you. If you have some stories to tell, some experiences, how God really helped you to move on, to forgive your, uh, um, you know, the, the person who did wrong to you. And uh, share with us if you have a story like that. But I like to ask uh, Tracy now, uh, further on. Um, now, Tracy, these things, uh, as we just talked about, uh, can be very easy to just to say, to talk about it, but hard to do, mm-hmm. hard to put in practice. Maybe there are listeners who will say exactly the same. Yeah, yeah, you can talk about that, but uh, you're not in my shoes or you're mm. not in my skin. Absolutely. Can you give some practical uh, advice in this regard? Sure. It, it, it's not easy. And uh, we need to acknowledge that it's not easy. You know, we, we, we're not, we, we need to be real. Yes, it's not easy, but anything the bible tells us to do any anything anything the the counsel in the bible tells us to do we know that if we invite god in and we ask him to to make those changes he will make those changes we have to make the decision to forgive when i was researching and uh uh i found that example um from the pastor who is his wife was murdered you know he was quite clear that that was a specific thing he did he made a decision to forgive and one thing he said was don't consult your feelings mm. so don't think about but hang on how can i forgive because this is how i feel you know the decision needs to be made worry about the feelings later because god will work work with you and work through that if you invite him in just make the decision because this is what god calls us to do also another thing to help is to contemplate on your own life and the wrong you've done to others now what you think about what you've done to others may may in your own mind be quite small in comparison to what's been done to you but you know Look at the whole picture because none of us are are blameless and contemplate on the wrong that you personally have done which caused the death of Jesus. You know, each individual, he he would have come for just one person, but we all put him on that cross. Sure, sure. And and we need to remember Christ's example while hanging on the cross. And I know David referred to this in Luke 23, 34, he said he's hanging on a cross and he says, it says, then Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they do. Sometimes our, our, you know, inverted commas enemies, they know what they're doing. Mm. And sometimes people are just clueless, you know. Um, so, so sometimes that's in, in there as well. Jesus also told the parable of the unforgiving servant. I'd like to take some time to read that, Nick, because sure. I think it's, it's, it's really worthwhile for us to, to look at that. And it's, uh, Matthew 18, 23 to 35. And 23 starts, and and this is um, Jesus telling parables. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, 
One was brought to him who owed him ten thousand talents. But as he was not able to pay, his master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children and all that he had, and that payment be made. So he's got mm. a debt. Mm. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me, and I will pay you all. Then the master of that servant was moved with compassion, released him, and forgave him the debt. But the servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. So, you know, this guy had a much smaller debt than, than the original servant um, owed the master. And he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all just as that previous servant mm. had done. And this servant, he would not forgive, but he went and he threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. Now, he wasn't earning any money then, so there's right. no way he's going to pay the debt. So he's in, he's in, in jail for good. But when his fellow servants saw what he had done, they were very grieved and came and they told their master all that had been done. So uh, then his master, after he had called him, said to him, You wicked servant, I forgave you all that debt because you begged me. Should you not also have had compassion on your fellow servant, just as I had pity on you? And his master was angry and delivered him to the torturers until he should pay all that was due to him. So my heavenly Father also will do to you if each of you from his heart does not forgive his brother his trespasses. Right. So that's and and this is Jesus saying this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. This is this is how the, the you know you will be judged. Mm. You know there's an expectation you have been forgiven so much. So the expectation is that you will forgive much. And actually that that second service he didn't have as big a debt uh, the the other servant didn't owe him as big a debt as he owed the master. Yes, you know. So yeah. so yeah, we're we're told again. It's pretty clear. Um, we are commanded to to forgive. And again, I say, you know, it, it's only with supernatural help that that can happen. And we talked to David a bit earlier that um, to forgive your enemies doesn't mean that you necessarily uh, give them a favor. Actually, you give yourself. A favor. You are building up on your own character. You are preparing truly uh, yourself to be with God in heaven. Because if you're not able to do that, how can you expect to be with God in heaven? Now, I know we live in this uh, terrible, um, on this earth with terrible circumstances, you know, because of the sinful nature and because of everything going wrong here. But that's where, that's why it's important to listen to God's advice. Because we are preparing here for everlasting life. And he doesn't ask us anything that's not going to be good for us. Mm. So, you know, sometimes it might be difficult for somebody who's been hurt by a terrible act. You know, they, they, um, they, fi- they might find it difficult. So there's some other things that I'd like to offer, you know, some other help. Sure. Um, 
as Christians, as I've said throughout this, you know, we're followers of Christ. Christ upheld the scriptures. So when people came and asked, you know, what do I need to do? He pointed them to the scriptures. They had the Old Testament in those days and he pointed them to it. And he expected people to, to follow the counsel. Jesus' way was a right interpretation of the law because some of that had been a little bit distorted along, along the way. So Jesus came not only to to, to pay our penalties, but he also came to teach us a right interpretation yes. of the law. And he was quite quite clear in that parable, you know, about, hang on, this this is really, it's expected. You know, when people weren't sure or, or they were looking to distort the word to suit themselves, which sometimes they did and sometimes we do too, mm. he directed them to the word. And in John seventeen seventeen, it says, sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth. So, you know, again, um, we've got so much counsel about how our life can be enriched in the Bible, and this is this is one of those things. As I said, it's kind of counterintuitive yes. because you kind of think, hang on, this is not good for me, you know, uh, to let people off the hook, if you like. Now, now people should actually, if if... If the law has been broken, etc., people need to to um, you know save their time yeah, yeah. and 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 pay and, for it. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean that people have to hang on to hatred and and anger. Christ came to give us an abundant life. In John ten ten, it says, "The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly." So that's what I again. I hope the listeners don't think I'm harping on this, mm. but this is all for our good. You, there's no way you can have an abundant life while ever you're hanging on to hatred, uh, ill thoughts towards other people you know let let yourself off the hook uh, by forgiving and looking to have brotherly love and again you know some people have got horror stories of what people have done to them yes and it's a supernatural thing for them to be able to forgive forgiveness and even going further to having a brotherly love in your heart just just is something supernatural but miracles happen when you bring God in. So, I, for people who are struggling with this, I, I and I suggest that they deliberately invite God in. They take their hands off the wheel mm. themselves and they let God drive this issue and manage this issue in their life. You know, you need to make this decision that you're going to forgive, that you're going to. I mean. You're not necessarily going to be best buddies with with people who've who've hurt you. Correct. Yes. But you can have that brotherly love for them. That's mm. that's possible through the Holy Spirit. I think you said something God. very important here, which I, I may just need to, uh, to yeah to point out that mm. doesn't mean that to forgive your enemies, then you'll become the best friends and you cannot be separated. You know, oh, that's uh, that will be really good actually if you can, but. To forgive means to be able to move on, to be able to not to hang on on all the pain and all the the rest of it, but just to be able to move on, to be able to serve others, to serve God, to uh, be yourself. And I think that was very important to what you just Mm. said there. Don't expect or don't think that that's what God is teaching us here, that you'll become 
best friends. That's that's why I've used the term brotherly love mm. because there's a difference between you know being best buddies and and brotherly love. Mm. You know, sometimes it it's it comes together, but but not always. Yeah. You know, and and sometimes too, you know, somebody might have somebody in the family who's who's done something you know t- terrible or, or something that that you know they're they're having difficulty getting over, and that person might not still be around for them to you know kind of go through all those discussions and mm-hmm. it's and it's really forgiveness has nothing to do with whether a person actually says they're sorry mm. it's sometimes easier if you get that but there's nothing in the scriptures that says if, if they that say person sorry, comes yeah. to mm. you and and asks for forgiveness you know so we just have to do our part with the help of the holy spirit you know we need to decide, and where we sense there's resistance in us, we need to acknowledge that resistance. We've got to be God, be, be real with God, and ask the Holy Spirit to heal, heal us, so you can at least begin to want to forgive and eventually have brotherly love for that person. Again, this is all impossible without the the help of God. So, John thirteen thirty four to thirty five says. A new commandment I give you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. Nick, this is the one that you quoted at yeah. the beginning of the program. But I'd like to add the the next bit um, that, that that text goes on to say. It says, by this all will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So this is mm. kind of... Um, you know, God wants us to be doing that so we can actually be a light to to those who who don't know know God. The world needs to see us live up to Christ's standards. You know that we are told are impossible with man, but possible with God. You know that's the, that's the only way us living up to God's standards. It's the only way we're going to be able to convince people who don't yet know God of the beauty of the gospel. We, we really must walk the walk and not just talk the talk, and it's only possible with the Holy Spirit. Absolutely. Yes, uh, it would be wise for um, all of us to reflect on our life. And if we have any unforgiveness in our hearts, and if we can truly say that uh, we have brotherly love for uh, our enemies, mm. you know, that will, that will be wonderful to say that. What else, uh, Trace, you'd like to, to mention here? Before we are just coming to wrap it up, we yeah. have a few more minutes left. Sure. It's important for all of us to, to, to live these things, not for them to, to be more than just words. As I said before, we've, we've got to walk the walk and not just talk the talk because, um, Otherwise, you know, uh, this is supposed to be the indicator that other people will know that we are Christ's disciples and the love that we have for one another is, is that. And, 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 and we have to be able to do that. Many things are hard in life and some seem to get a more difficult deal than others. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm acknowledging that, that some people's lives are just easier than others. And we won't understand all of that until we're in, in heaven. Mm-hmm. But anything we're asked to do, we can do through Christ. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I know for my own part, you know, that's the, the strengthening comes from Christ. All right. Just before we are, um, uh, wrapping it up, 
uh, I would like to mention again that free giveaway mm. uh, for today. We have this book, The Seventh-day Adventist Church in Australia, What We Believe. If you want that in your hands to know a little bit more about us, uh, you can send us a text uh, message with the code SA12. The number is 048880811. Tracy, how can you bring it together uh, today in uh, in few words in the next few minutes? Okay, just just summarizing some of the things we've said. Okay, so the word tells us that forgiveness is not negotiable. Even the big things. It doesn't necessarily mean that you'll be friends again with that person, although that would be great if it were possible. But you can get to a stage where you have good thoughts and brotherly love towards them. Again, I stress that it's only with the help of the Holy Spirit. We're told to do this because forgiving us releases us from bondage and brings wholeness to us. Without doing this, it's like walking forward in your life um, with one hand tied behind your back, um, you know, and, and, and no one wants to go forward um, without all of, uh, of their capacity. So it's, it's, it's good for you yourself. Um, as the pastor whose wife uh, was killed, you know, he made a decision and he said, you know, make a decision, don't consult your feelings. Yes, the feelings are there. But God can change all those negativity, uh, negative feelings into positive feelings. Acknowledge, though, how you feel. You know, you need to be real with God. Um, ask Him to give you the desire to want to forgive and even eventually have brotherly love towards that person. So, you know, um, you might not even want to pray that way, but then. You know, you can start with the acknowledgement, God, no, I don't, I don't feel like I want to forgive them, but you can give me that desire to forgive. So don't expect it to happen overnight either. Just keep doing your part. And when the enemy seeks to bring up bad thoughts, hand them over to God and ask him to bring right thoughts to your mind. Daily read Bible promises to help renew your mind so that you will be encouraged that God can change your heart and your mind. He can do this. If you have others in whom you can confide, ask them to pray about this for you also. And also remember that you have been forgiven for your part in placing the creator of our universe on the cross, but that he chose to do that because he loves you. So mm. much. That's uh, that's very good, uh, Tracy, and thank you for sharing with us uh, uh, today. Now, I just realized that we may had some um, also technical issues. Uh, if the sound didn't come out to you all the time or you miss out on uh, some of this uh, message today, you can always uh, go back and listen to our website, faithfm.com.au, or easily you can download the free app, Faith FM Australia, and uh, you can go and listen back on the programs which you missed, or if you have uh, even uh, uh, you are driving, maybe in some areas when you lose lose uh, signal there, uh, it's always very good to have that app. Uh, 
And Go. the reception's fantastic on that. The sound's fantastic Absolutely. on that. I always have to turn my phone down, actually, when I put the app on because it's like, wow. Yes. <laughs> uh, but look, uh, we we understand that many people uh, are enjoying just listening uh, in the car yes. as they drive. And some of uh, our listeners may not have uh, even technology to yes. uh, to connect uh, with the phone. Uh, we understand. But we just uh, want to acknowledge and to apologize for some of the technical issues. Um, this is, you know, how it is with the live uh, programs uh, and sometimes can happen. Our program is um, coming to a close, but we don't want to finish before we'll have a word of prayer. Would you like to pray today, Tracy, and uh, uh, through prayer just to um, intercede and uh, pray for our listeners that sure. if they are going through some difficult times, uh, God will help them to take the right decision. Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your gift of prayer. We thank you that you can bring, that we can invite you into every situation in our life, especially those difficult ones, Lord. For those listeners, Lord, who may be really struggling with this issue, it, it's, it's a really confronting idea to come to a place of loving our enemies. Lord, I just pray that your Holy Spirit would be poured out abundantly on all of our listeners, Lord, on us too, you know, we're, we're just as defective as everybody, you know, and we need the Holy Spirit to, to really bring us up higher, that we might live the fullness of life that Jesus came, that he wanted to give us that abundant, beautiful life. And Lord, I just pray that you would, um, really heal, Father, heal wounds, Lord, and, um, Bring the right people into pe- into those people's lives who are struggling. Struggling. Bring the right people into their lives to to help support and guide them along the way. And I I just pray for all our listeners, Lord. And I just thank you for our listeners, Father. And I lift this all up to you in Jesus' precious name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tracy, for uh, that beautiful prayer. Um, again, I'll mention to our listener that uh, you can uh, claim that uh, free offer, which we have it for uh, today, if you like to send us a text with the code SA12. Now, the book which we are offering is The Seven-Day Adventist Church in Australia, What We Believe. Uh, send a text to 048880 eight double one and we'll be very happy to um, to make sure that will come to your door in your hands uh, if you live here in south australia don't hesitate to contact us we'll be very happy even maybe to meet you to come to the door and maybe um, tracy or myself or some of other uh, other presenters here will be happy to to meet you uh, but um Time is up, yeah, for today, and we have to just say uh, goodbye today. But I would like to invite you to come back, because next time we are going to talk a little bit more about why does Christ criticize public philanthropy? That could be a very interesting uh, uh, topic to hear about it. And uh, yeah, come back with us, and we'll love to hear from you. But until then. I would like you to I would like to leave you with this uh, this message from John 14:27 I am leaving you with a gift peace of mind and heart and the peace I give isn't like the peace of the world 
So don't be troubled and afraid. Change my heart, oh God. Make it ever true. Change my heart, oh